At this point in the week, you've probably heard about the submarine story. Mm. Uh, the five people who were trapped in a submersible that went down to explore the Titanic wreckage, 12,500 feet down. A lot of people um, are talking about it because these guys are running out of oxygen and they really have no idea where they are within that 12,500 feet, so they can't be rescued. They've reported some banging noises in the last 24 hours from the area of where the submersible is set to be. But, yeah, it, tonight around 9pm our time is when the oxygen is set to have run out. And, like, it's, I think it's one of those ones that plays on everyone's mind. It's like, oh, my God, like, imagine being in that situation. That's, like, the worst thing you can possibly imagine, right? Mm. Well, our next guest has been in a very similar situation. Uh, joining us now, renowned scientist, journalist and author, Dr. Michael Gian. He was the first journalist ever to visit the wreck of the Titanic. And while he was down there, his submersible did get stuck for a bit. Um, good morning, Doc. We're grateful for your time today. How does it make you feel reading the news reports about the current missing sub? Well, honestly, uh, it makes me sick to my stomach because when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, no, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And it's forced me to have to relive that hell, um, literally buried alive, if you think about it, underwater, not in the ground, but underwater in a tiny uh, uh, coffin-like mm. vehicle, if you will. So, yeah, I'm just sick to death and uh, just hoping and praying that some miracle will happen that these people can be uh, rescued from where they are. But we're running out of time, as you say. Yeah. We'll get you to paint a picture of what it's like inside the submersible in just a second. But how long were you stuck for? Because I know you were stuck. For the better part of an hour. But Whoa. you have to understand that, um, yeah, um, that's like an eternity. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're in that situation, it's like, wow, I'm never going to get out of this. And so you can imagine as painful as that was for me. Can you imagine these poor five souls under there who've been under underneath and trapped down there for days. Mm. It's just terrible. But, you know, honestly, whether it's the better part of an hour or days, it's the same terror. Uh, And uh, it's something that I'll never forget ever. But this has all brought it back. Mm. Absolutely. What was the conversation, if it wasn't even an hour that you were stuck, what was the conversation being had when you were stuck? Well, Bill, I'll be honest with you. When we first collided with the propeller uh, and became trapped behind its giant blades, um, there was just a moment of disorientation, like, what What just happened? It's like being in a car wreck, you know, mm. where you're driving along, it's a sunny day, everything is hunky-dory, you're feeling good about life, and then all of a sudden, some somebody just comes and T-bones you, mm. and then you're, there's that moment of, what? what, what just happened? And that happened to us. It's like, okay, uh, we try, it was just confusing. And then when we realized uh, very quickly that we were in a, in a life-threatening situation, uh, both my dry, diving buddy and I, it's a three-man sub, so me and the diving buddy and then the pilot in the middle, mm-hmm. we fell silent because we realized that Victor, our pilot, Russian, former Russian MiG pilot, uh, was was on the edge of his seat now. He was fully alert. Mm. Uh, things were going on. He was communicating with the mothership in Russian. We didn't know what we were saying, but there was oh. an urgency. There was clearly an emergency, so we just kept quiet. We didn't want to distract him. Oh, wow. And, I mean, you, you mentioned getting caught on propellers. These are literally the propellers of mm. the Titanic, you know, one of the, well, the most famous ship of, of all time. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, Dr. Michael, because you've been in a similar situation, the question that billions of people have asked themselves this week is, What's it like inside those submersibles? Like, how, you know, you mentioned there was only three in yours. How crammed is it? Is there is there a toilet in there? What What is the sort of space like? No, uh, it's very crammed. It's very claustrophobic. I had to overcome that sense. Mm. I also have a deathly fear of water, so I had to oh. overcome that. But there is no toilet. 
And there's only room, if you can picture this, we were on our stomachs the entire time. There are two benches on either side, <laughs> then the cockpit oh. in the middle. Uh, but we're on our stomach and we're looking at everything through like an eight inch porthole. And oh. we were told not to eat or drink anything 24 hours before I dive, precisely because there is no restroom. So you are very confined. You can barely stand up. Uh, when you stand up, your head is practically on the ceiling. So you're, you're in that uh, position on your stomach the entire time. And I know this ship, the Titan that's gone missing, it's got a little more room. But again, I mean, when you compare the space you normally have, like in your studio right mm. now, it's like being confined into a closet, mm. uh, you know, in my case, two and a half miles below the surface of the ocean. So mm. it's 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 not for the faint of heart. Let's no. put it that way. I mean, everyone's wondering about the oxygen running out, which is fair. Mm. But if you're saying that also you can't have eaten the, the 24 hours beforehand, mm. it could be almost like almost a week since they've eaten as yeah. well, which is huge. Uh, do you think, Dr. Michael, it's worth it? This whole trip, was it worth it for you? Well, you know, Bell, it's a good question. I did it because uh, I was invited to do it uh, as the first TV correspondent to go down. And mm. so it was an assignment for me. But yeah. if I had received that invitation as a civilian, I probably wouldn't have done it, mm. to be honest with you. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's profound. It's an experience I'll never forget. It's right up there mm. among my experiences. I've been to the North Pole, the South Pole, but I don't think so. Well, look, um, Dr. Michael, obviously you're not there searching, so you can't exactly answer this, but I am curious as someone who's been down there and you've seen it with your own eyes, do you still hold out hope for the five people that are down there? Are you still, like, because you've seen what it's like down there. In in your head, is it a lost cause or is there still a glimmer of hope for them? I'm an eternal optimist, so I won't give up hope until the bitter end. Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow, obviously, will be D-Day. Mm -hmm. uh, I've already got interviews lined up all, all day, starting 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. with Great Britain. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I've got a knot in my stomach, and I won't sleep well tonight. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would like to say I won't give up hope. But honestly, uh, Ben, uh, Liam, and Bell, uh, I've been through that. Mm -hmm. And I know the logistics involved in trying to extricate a vehicle that is stuck in all probability now, they've sunk to the bottom. Mm. It's uh, long odds, but I won't give up. I won't give up hope. There can be a miracle rescue, mm -hmm. and I'm oh. hoping and praying that happens. I mean, I think that's the news that everyone's hoping to hear this morning at some point. Uh, for more information about the life and works of Dr. Michael Gian, uh, you can head to his website. That's Michael, G-U-I-L-L-E-N.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning, mate. Really appreciate it. Oh, you guys are awesome. Uh, thank you. And God bless you. Have a great day.